I will learn this this week. <laughs> oh, goodness. I thought I knew that one. Thank you for dire directing me, Chrissy. I was like lost as could be. <laughs> All right. So tonight we're going to have a little twist in our Bible study. Instead of uh, 1 Kings, we go into 3 Kings. That's <laughs> somebody like, nobody caught what I said. Oh, Kings number three, or the book of Third Kings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So we're going to go, we're going tonight, instead of Kings, we're going to Psalms. Let's go to the book of Psalms. Tonight I wanted to uh, do something different. We're not going to have a Bible study. We're going to have something that the Lord laid in my heart. So... Um, Let's look at uh, Psalms chapter 16, verse 11. And tonight is, there is a reason for you to smile. That's the title of the message. There is a reason for you to smile. I mean, there, uh, there and actually, if you ever, I, I just noticed that I wrote it wrong. So it, should be, <laughs> uh, it says, the reason, as there is a reason for you to smile. That, how you have it on your outline? There is, there is a reason? Oh, okay, it's correct. All right, it's just me. I, I didn't have a right in my, in my message here. But look what it, what it says there in Psalm 1611. Thou wilt show me the path of life. In thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy hand there is pleasures forevermore. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord. And in your presence there is joy in our hearts, Lord. Lord, we can live with that joy from day by day. And help us, Lord. There is many reasons in this world that we have as your children to smile to life. Help us to do that, Lord. In the, even in the midst of pain, in the midst of conflicts of life, Lord, we can still do that. Help us, Lord, to walk around with a smile. Smile to life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So there is a reason for you to smile. Right? You get up in the morning and there's no reason to smile. <laughs> Like, you know, you ever get out of bed grumpy? And, and, and there were people that saw you said, did you, did you slept with your feet out of bed last night? Or you have your toes uncovered, or however people say it. You know, I have one guy that works with me. He always sleeps with his feet out of bed. But, <laughs> but anyway, but uh, besides the point is this. It's just like, I mean, honestly, did you ever get out of bed in the morning and everything looked bad to you? You're just grumpy, you know, like, and people say, why don't you go back to bed? You know, it, it happens, you know, but anyway. But there is a reason to get out of bed with a smile and go, to the, go through the day with a smile. Say, that's because you don't have any problems. What people in this person in this world don't have problems? All of us have problems, right? All of us have problems. I mean, some people might have bigger problems, but we all have problems. Problems are are here to stay, and they knock on your door, and you have to resolve it. You know, there is problems. So anyway, but is there a reason to smile? I, uh, a sincere smile is hard to come by these days. A sincere, I mean, a sincere smile. You know, just, there are so many burdens in this world and problems to deal with that it becomes difficult for some people to have a good smile. Many people live discouraged, depressed, full of anxiety, even angry, 
at the problems of life. I, have, I work with people that are angry every day. Not just that person, there's the other people angry every day because life is not fair. Life is just not fair. Yeah, for all of us. You know, it, it just the way it is. Some people just choose that path of life. They're always complaining. They're always dissatisfied. Everything looks bad in their eyes. Some others think that they are irrelevant, insignificant, that people, and that people don't care much about them. Others struggle with the fact that the, uh, the financial, that financially they never get ahead. Well, welcome to the club. <laughs> uh, you know, some work hard doing everything they can to help their loved ones, but deep in their hearts they feel unappreciated. Then there are work problems, family problems, uh, kids' problems, and other problems. There's always a bill to pay or something else to fix. And because of, uh, of all this, some people have a hard time seeing the hand of the Lord in the middle of all those things. Because you know why? We submerge ourselves in all things. For example, let me give you an example. Did you ever scuba dive? I was the only one. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever want under the water as deep as you could go? Did you look up? How big is the sun? Small, right? Like, like a little, look, a little orange looks small. And you look up and you go, oh, wow. And you, actually, you can stare at the sun from under the water. I mean, I guess, I hope it's not just me that do that. I've done this. I've always been curious. You go down the water, you go, and you look up, and the sun is so small and weak. Well, that's the way we see God sometimes. God is so small and so weak in our own minds because our minds is full of stuff then we don't even have a reason to smile. So this negativity affects how all of us see the world and interact with people around us. Now, how can we smile to life or keep a smile day after day with so many trials and tribulations of life? You say, Pastor, I have no reason to smile. Life is just so hard, I have no reason to smile. I'm glad I'm just living. And you know why? They got bitter. I have no reason to smile. This. <laughs> there are two ways in which we can choose to smile. We can smile the way the world smiles, which is based on circumstances. If circumstances are favorable, we smile because life is good. But if circumstances are unfavorable, not only the person stops smiling, but everything around, around him or her uh, stops smiling too because anybody trying to, to smile and go, Get out of here, and you know, uh, so to speak, like that. They, they become rude. So we can smile the way the Lord wants us to smile. That's what our verse teaches here. The way the Lord tells us to smile is a bit different than the world. The Christian can learn to smile even in the midst of the most difficult trials of life when he learns to trust God. My dad's. He was a Christian for less than two months, okay? But he was in the hospital, and a nurse came to me. I remember that. I led him to the Lord, and he, he was in the last, I mean, he was already, you could tell that his body was going down. 
But the, the nurse came to me and said, I was outside. I, I actually, I came to the station and asked her if there's anything, because I just came there, anything we needed, if there's any, 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 any news, anything. And she said, you know, I want to tell you this. Your father is the easiest patient to take care of. He's always saying, thank you, thank you. And he's always smiling. And my first thought was like, is that the joy of the Lord? He just got saved. He's been, I mean, he doesn't know much. But, you know, wonderful to have people to say that about us. You know, like, that person is always have a smile, always, always seems to be in a good, you know, however you want to say it. But just like, seems like problems of life doesn't really get to that person. So we can smile the way the Lord, like I said, wants to smile the way uh, the Lord tells us to smile. Uh, so the Christian can learn, like I said, to smile even in the midst of the most difficult trials of life. God desires for His children to smile to life. But now, any smile will do. His desire is for, uh, for uh, any smile from His children that will attract and draw the lost to what a want. To say like, what in the world do you have that you always seem to be satisfied, always have a good disposition about you, you have a good continence that you don't seem to have, you seem like nobody's, nothing is bothering you. That's the joy of the Lord. When we have that joy of the Lord, problem, listen, can you cry in the midst of a problem and still have the joy of the Lord? Yes, you can. So, They will ask, how can you stay or stay so calm when so much problems around you? How can you keep a smile with so much chaos around you? Now, we may have a hard week and don't have much to smile about today. You may be face, facing some trials at, at this particular moment that are, uh, that are stealing your smile away. Whatever you, it may be uh, that you may be facing this moment, uh, my desire tonight, my desire tonight is for you to smile to life. Smile more. Remember that? More of Jesus, less of me. I think if we're going to have more of Jesus and less of us, we need to have the joy of the Lord in us. That joy that passes all understanding. And look at, look at our verse right here as we start in, this, uh, in a couple of points I have for you tonight. Oklo says, Thou will show me the path of life. That's complete trust right there. In thy presence is the fullness of what? Joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. You see, it is a person that is completely trusting God. I will sh- thou will show me the path of life. And of course, when the Lord is, is in the, is in the s- steering wheel and we let Him drive and, and our lives, we will experience the joy of the Lord. So let me give you, how can we smile? What is the reasons for us to smile? I'm going to give you some. There's many reasons for us to smile, but I'm going to give you the, the ones that I have. Okay? Why a Christian, why should you smile to life? Why you should smile in the midst of pain and headaches and troubles of life? Number one, why should I smile? Because Jesus created you. Is it really? Yes. Don't you glad that you are living? God says, so God created man in his own image. The image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. 
And Psalm 139 verse 14 says, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, that thou my soul know it right well. So, we, came, we, were, we were, oh, I'm sorry, where we came from. Is the, is the, is the questions of people in this, in this world. Where, where we came from. Where's my purpose in this life? Now people say that. I don't know what my purpose is. What is my purpose? What's going to happen to me when I die? What is life? What, where did life begin? That's questions people ask. We have the answers for all of it, don't we? First of all, I said like where we came from. God, He created me. What is my purpose here in this world? To serve my Lord and glorify Him with the life that He gave me. What is going to happen to me when I die? I'm going to heaven to be with the Lord. Where did, I, did life, came from, uh, life begin? With God. You see, we have the answers, but the world doesn't. So they are, oh, we have came from a different civilization some billion, trillion miles away. And you look at them going, yeah, right, okay. So, <laughs> so these are questions that life, that live in the heart of millions of people. Some search deep trying to find the answer. And others think about from the time, from time to time. But the thought is, is in every human heart. People think about dying. That's a natural thing. People think, Where am I, what's going to happen to me when I die? They think about those things. Some follow the world's teaching on this matter. And some follow God's teaching. Number one, or letter A, atheism. Atheism. Listen. Why I should, I should smile to life? Because God created me. Atheists don't believe that. But let me tell you this. Look what it says. Look what God says about atheists. You know what? If you're an atheist and watching us tonight, I'll tell you what. You should open your ears because God gave you a pair of, the, of them. Open your ears and open your mind as you open your ears. And in a, open your heart. You know what? Because look, look what God says to you if you're an atheist. The fool had said in his heart, there is no God. It's all right, God's calling you a fool. Why? Because you have to be a fool not to believe there is now a God. The very reason that you exist, the very reason that you walk in the face of the earth, is because it's got to be a God. Oh, it was a Big Bang Theory thing. Yeah, right, okay. That doesn't fit in my mind, in the mind of millions of people. It probably doesn't fit in your mind either. So there is no, the, the fool said in his heart, there is no God. They are corrupt, the Bible says. They have done abominable works. There is none that do it good. So worldly-minded people who reject the very existence of God in their own wisdom have their own way of explaining creation and where they came from. Listen to, the, to their different philosophies and as they explain creation away, the Big Bang Theory. Babo when it happened. Right, okay. The evolution process. That's why I had two dogs for 14 years, and for 14 years, they still do what dogs do. They bark, they eat, and they drive you, drive you crazy. That's what they do, right? <laughs> in the middle of the night, they bark, and, you know, and they want to go outside, and you know, all those things. So the theory that life came from intelligent civilization, from another solar system, that is a sad thing, too. The sad thing about this humanistic thing teaching is that far too many people believe it. Why do they believe it? Because they're just ignorant because they don't want to learn. So they, oh, so oh, it must be right. Why don't you dig for yourself and try to find the truth? 
Now, if we live in a world where people's minds have banned and continue to be polluted by the lies of atheistic minds. They have no hope for themselves and are given no hope to others as well. So let me tell you a story. I, I, I shared this before here. An atheist complained to a, a government official that it was not fair that atheist, atheists didn't have a special day recognized by the government uh, for them to celebrate. But to his surprise, the government officials responded, Oh, sir, yes, we have one. He replied, Which one? Please refresh my mind. The government official said, April Fools. It's all Fools Day, my friend. <laughs> the Bible says, A fool said in his heart, There is no God. See, we have a reason to smile because we know God exists. We know we're created by Him. So if a person that claims to be an atheist and doesn't believe in God, that's a sad condition to live. I mean, that's just a story I said, but anyway, it makes sense. <laughs> so, uh, number two, we see creation. Creation. I will praise thee, Psalm 139, verse 14, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that they are my soul know it. Right, well, so the Bible teaches us that it was God who created all, and that it is God who sustains all. The universe, the sun, the moon, the stars, the earth, all exist because of our God. Is it, it takes faith, does it take faith to believe in the existence of God? It does. But if we open our eyes and our mind, we see His creation right in front of our very eyes. When you pray, and your prayers get answered, does it give you a, that the Lord listened to you? Doesn't it? I pray specifically for something on Sunday night. We pray. My wife, my, my, myself and Joseph, we prayed for a specific thing. And I prayed on Monday all day for that specific thing. You know what? It happened. I couldn't fix it. I couldn't do it. But God did. He said, oh, that's coincidence. Oh, no, 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 that's not coincidence. It happened exactly the way we're asking. You know what? Because that's how we, we believe that there is a God. For an example, this is my job through the years. There's a few times, uh, and I believe that the Lord give me that job. I really do. The way, if I explain to you, you're going to say, well, Pastor. But a few times, through, with what I got in some, not my problems, but situations. And the Lord always, always put in my heart. Don't you worry. I'll give you this job. And a thought that come to the mind like, I don't know, atheists and us, and you know what, God created everything. I choose to believe that God exists and that He created all than to believe in the theory of a, some individual that came up with that we came from monkey somewhere. Now, not only Jesus, Jesus created all, but also He, uh, he, he created you. The very fact that you are a person is because He created you. You're not the process of evolution. 
because such, a, such thing as evolution does not exist. You see, evolution offers no hope at all, but there is, there, is, there is hope in Jesus. Let me tell you, and that's a reason for us to smile. Isn't it? God created me. Wow. Now, as we look at the, the Word of God, our hearts get filled with hope. Not only, uh, not only hope for today, but hope for tomorrow as well. It is a hope that puts a smile in our hearts. We live in a world where there are many people with no hope. But in Jesus, we have hope. And puts that smile in our hearts. So, why should I smile? Listen, why I should smile more? Not, not just smile to smile. But like, you can be serious doing something, and your heart is rejoicing with contentment. You ever been there? You're not like you're going, I'm not talking about walking around like this. <laughs> you know, no, it's not. This is because life of different situations, right? I'm talking about a inner smile, a inner joy, a inner gratitude that no matter what life brings, it's there. And we rejoice in the midst of all things. So, why should I smile? Because God created me. Number two, why should I smile? Because Jesus died for me. Jesus died for me. Look, go to John chapter 15, verse 13. I mean, I think the greatest gratitude is going to be expressed when we enter heaven, when we look at the throne of grace and see our king sitting there, and that's when our gratitude is going to be expressed in such a way because there we will understand that Jesus died for us and the meaning of it. You know, people will depart from this world and every day they do. And they find themselves in hell. Folks, we go into heaven. That's a reason to smile. Jesus died for Lucas says, Greater love had no man than this, than a man laid down his life for his friends. The problem of many people is their lack of understanding of why Jesus came to earth and why he was crucified on the cross. Not only that, but also that they don't see themselves lost. They don't see the need of being saved. A lost person looks for direction. A person in danger looks for someone to save them. But because someone chooses to not to believe, we praise the Lord for those who do believe. I was lost, and look, I look for the Savior. I was going the wrong direction, I looked for the right direction. And I still today rejoicing in that. I don't know about you, but listen, the, when I think about salvation, it gives me a reason to sing. It does, because God is good. Now, if you are a Christian here tonight, you have all the reasons in the world to have a smile in your heart. You do. Jesus, the creator of all, laughed the riches of heaven as he promised in his word and came to earth to pay the sacrifice of your sin and my sin. Number one. He came for your rescue. When Jesus went nailed to the cross, He had you in mind. Folks, when I look at Calvary's cross, I always think of my sin. My sin caused Jesus to go there. That was my sin. Jesus went to the cross. I believe if it, was only, if, if, it, if it was only one human being on the face of the earth, Jesus would still go to that cross to save that soul. Hmm. There was a man who was lost at sea for over two months. 
No one could find him, neither his boat. His family had, had some hope, but they feared that for the, fear the, fear for the worst. Over two months from the date of his disappearing, he was found by some fishermen. He said that he was so thankful for the people who rescued him. Listen, please, if you are, if you are a Christian here tonight, you know that you were you are lost in the sea of this world, on the seas of this world, and that Jesus came to our rescue. Should, should it give us a reason to smile? Absolutely. You had no direction in life. You had no assurance of heaven. But Jesus came and rescued from the cesspools of sin. Number two, let it be. He came to set you free. Oh, I like that song. Saved, saved. Saved by the blood of the Lamb. It has a good song, isn't it? Because it expresses the, expresses the gratitude of our hearts when we sing that loud, saved, saved. You know what? We are saved. He set us free from what? From the, 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 from the bondage of sin. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And, and you had be quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past he walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Freedom is the greatest desire of the human heart. No one likes, neither wants to be a slave of someone else. The sad thing is that many people in this world are enslaved to their own sin and they don't even see it. And when you try to tell them, they say, I don't want freedom, I want to be a slave. Their minds are blind and they cannot see because they love, the, they love this slave master. They need the light of the gospel to set them free. It's sad because some Christians never experienced this. You know the joy to lead someone to Christ? To tell someone about Jesus and they, they bomb their heads and praying, asking Jesus to forgive them. You know, some Christians never experienced that. What a joy to see that. Smile to Jesus because you are free. Enjoy life because you are free. You know, enjoy God's creations all over, all, all around us because you are free. Smile, you are free from the bondage of your sin. Let us see, number three, He came to give you life. Look what it says in John 1, 4. In Him was life and the life was the light of man. Folks, there are far so many people in this world who are just simply existing. That's what they're doing. They're just existing. People who are not living life for the way God intended them to live, but simply existing. Do you want to know why there's so, many, so much anxiety, depression, loneliness in this world? It's because, people, uh, because these people didn't yet discover the meaning of life. What is life about? What is the purpose of life? What is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose of your life? We were, we were created for one purpose, to give glory to our Creator. No, 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 I was, I was, I was created to, to live the American dream. Really? So what is the American dream? To have a mortgage? A car payment? Right? Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, that's the American dream, a mortgage, a car payment, what else? <laughs> Take vacations you can't afford? What else? Credit cards all are maxed out all the way to the top. 
Is that the American dream? What kind of purpose is that? Our purpose is to glorify our Creator. That's what He created us for. He came to give us life. Listen to, the, to, to this facts about your salvation. See if it doesn't give you a reason to smile. God gave you a new nature, uh, which is after God. Luke says in first, Second Thessalonians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man is in is Second uh, Corinthians, I'm sorry, uh, five seventeen. If therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Secondly, God adopted you into His to become His child. Romans five fifteen. For ye, ye have now received the spirit of bondage against the fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy. What a sweet name. The greatest thing about our new life in Christ is that we no longer have to live a hopeless life with no aim and no direction. We can live a life full and in a life with meaning. So, Pastor, you talk like this because your life is just an ocean of roses. That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. We all have problems. So, why should we smile? God created you. That's a reason to smile. Jesus died for you. That's a reason to smile. Number three, why should I smile? Because Jesus loves you. If he loves me, if he loves you, shouldn't I smile? Look what it says. Actually, go to John chapter 13 and verse 34. We're going to look at several passages here in John. John 13, 34. And you online, if you're watching, if you have a Bible next to you, just grab the Bible and look what God says about how much he loves you. All right? Look what it says. A new commandment I give unto you, that's John 13, 34, that you love one another as what I have what? Loved you, that you also love one another. Go to John 15, 9. John 15, 9, a couple chapters up. It says, As the Father had loved me, so, ha so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. John 15, 12. This is, uh, this is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Is any doubt if God loves you? Bible is pretty clear. God loves you. Is that a reason to smile? Yes. Right. Oh, nobody cares about me. Nobody loves me. Oh, life is hard. Wake up and smell the coffee. God loves you. God loves you. He tells in his word, I love you. So one of the greatest reasons that should keep a Christian smiling is to know that Jesus loves them. To know that Jesus loves me is an awesome feeling, isn't it? It causes me to open my Bible. It causes me to go to church. It causes me to get, be with God's people. It causes me to sing. It causes me to tell others about His love. To know that Jesus loves me makes life worth living. Are you depressed? Are you lonely? Uh, is your life loaded with trouble? Do you feel that no one cares about you? That no one, nobody loves you? Listen to me. God loves you. You are loved by God. And you say, I don't want God to love me. It doesn't matter. He still loves you. It's not your choice. It's His choice. 
He chooses to love us. Many people have wondered if Jesus really loves them. The Bible is clear that no one, that no matter what we have done, Jesus does love us. In fact, he promised to, to both forgive us our, our, our very wrong if we have done and provide us eternal life if only we will believe in him. Go to John chapter 3, verse 16. This is probably the most popular verse in the Bible. But it's very clear, the love of God right there for the sinner is very clear. And what he says to the sinner, he not only he tells the sinner that he loves them, but he also promised the sinner to do something for him. Look what it says. For God so loved the world. Listen, folks, that's not the planet that God's talking about here. That he gave his only begotten son. Look what it says. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You see the love of God right here. Romans 5, 8 says, But God commanded his love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How many years Jesus died before I was born? Thousands of years. 19, 1,000, no, 1,019 and... Well, <laughs> One thousand no, one thousand nine hundred and sixty-six years that Jesus went to Calvary's cross, and I was born. You see, before we were even born, God sent His only Son to die on behalf on our behalf to give the, us the opportunity for eternal life. We don't have to earn His love; He simply we we simply accept it. It may be difficult to believe that Jesus loves loves you because of all. Of all other people who uh, have let you down in the past. However, Jesus is unlike any other person. You say, but I let God down many times. I promised him things I never, I never accomplished. I said I was going to do this. I never did. I was going to do that. I never did. Can God love a sinner like me? Yes, he can and he will. I disappointed him many times. He still loves you. That's why he's a God of first chances, second chances, third chances. He keeps going down. He chooses to love us no matter what. See, He offers us a new life now, an eternal life in heaven, because He loves us. Another reason it may be difficult to accept the truth that Jesus loves you is that some, something you have done in the past troubles you. So we ask forgiveness, and we ask forgiveness, and we ask forgiveness like God does not forgive. You follow that? It troubled us. Something we have done. And as the Lord, we ask forgiveness. And, and, and two months later, we ask forgiveness again. God already forgot, forgives you. Jesus already knows your past and still offers you eternal life and forgiveness. A wonderful example of His love can be found uh, in His last hours on the cross. One, one of the men was, was being crucified next to Him and being put to death for His crimes. Turn into Jesus, he said. Actually, go to Luke chapter 23, verse 42. He's there in his last moments. He knew he was going to die. There was no way out of that cross. You see God's love right here and in that cross. Luke chapter 23, verse 42. Look what it says. And he said unto Jesus, Lord. Well, wow, he acknowledged a man to be God. He says, Lord. Remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus looked at him, Luke just said unto him, Verily, 
or truly I say unto thee, today thou shalt be with me in paradise. You see God's love right there? Here's a man that did, we say what? Well, I like when people say there was a good thief and a bad thief. I never saw a good, a good thief. Thief is a thief. You know, I, I, it, 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 it's a Catholic thing, you know. It's a good thief and a bad thief. They're both thieves. They were, you know, they did wrong. They broke the law. They were there. Jesus said, Jesus, Jesus was there innocent. Those two were guilty. But one recognized his condition and asked the Lord for forgiveness. Immediately, God says today. Not tomorrow, today. That's the love of God, isn't it? So, why should we smile? I mean, we're talking about smile. You guys should smile. <laughs> All right. Why should we smile? God created you. That's a reason to smile. Number two, Jesus died for you. That's a reason to smile. Number three, Jesus loves you. Oh, that's a good reason to smile. Number four, why should we smile? Jesus is coming back for you. That should be a reason to smile. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mentions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, that ye may be also. Smile, because Jesus is coming back. And people say, oh, he's not coming back. This is just a story. Don't believe what they say. Believe what the Bible says. Jesus is coming back. Don't listen to the voice of the world. Jesus is coming back. That's a reason to smile, to look up and say, Jesus, is that today? You see, the coming of the Lord to his church should be something of great motivation because he is coming back. So smile. The lost world is not looking for Jesus' return. They're not. The lost world is focused on what, what here now moments. They're living for today. The lost world is focused on science and what men can do. On the other hand, those of us who believe Smile up because we know our king is coming. It might be today. It might be tonight. So come, Lord Jesus, right? Our blessed hope. We should be looking for Jesus' return with a great smile in our hearts. The words of Jesus, I will come again, is a promise given to us by himself, by him himself. Folks, Jesus is coming again. It don't matter if, we, if, you are, if, if you are not looking. He's coming again. And let me tell you, what a wonderful reason for me and you to smile to life. Because you know what? I might be poor here, but I'm going to be rich there. Because my king, my father, in my father's house, what? Well, is everything. Are you discouraged? Is the trials of life troubling you? Smile. You know, what blows my mind is this. You know, the Lord wants us to actually give our tithes with a cheerful heart. A cheerful heart. I said, this is my tithe. Come to the house of the Lord. Oh, Lord. Yes! 
jumping full of joy. You're like, Pastor, you out of your mind. No, that's what the Bible says. To give with a cheerful heart. See, the heart full of joy and gratitude and say, Lord, I'm giving it to you because I know you give me more. I know you're going to blast me with more. Should be the joy of the heart. So, why should we smile? Because Jesus is coming again. Look what it says. I love this one. My, my hope is still alive. My hope is still alive. My, my Savior lives forever. Praise God and so shall I. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Hope out to Him is given. Christ Jesus lives. My hope is still alive. Is your hope alive? That gives a reason to live. Life may be hard sometimes. Yes, discouragement may become sometimes. Loneliness may hit. You know, sometimes we sad, but, not, but our heart can still rejoice. You see, Lord, one of these days you're going to show up. And you know what? This world is over. I'm going home with you. Why should we keep smiling to life? My last point. All right. Jesus have heaven prepared for you. Wow. Can you imagine? This is my theology now. The Lord sitting on his throne as you walk through that pearly gate. And the Lord takes you by the hand and say, hey, Moses lives here on Gold Street. David lives on Gold Street. Look at this. Look at your grandfather lives on Gold Street. Look at your father lives on Gold Street. Because everybody lives on Gold Street. Can you imagine? I mean, this is my theology. <laughs> but anyway, Jesus have a place prepared for you. He says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you I go to prepare a place for you. That is a promise, folks. Why should I smile? Because Jesus has a place prepared for me. A new heaven, a new word for God's people. Wow. Do we have a reason to smile, folks? Listen, listen to me. Heaven is not a make-believe story. Heaven is not something invented by man. Heaven is a real place where Jesus dwells. Heaven is the future home of every Christian. Now we're going to new heaven and new earth. Heaven is God's dwelling place. Heaven is where Christians go. Heaven is our home. And you know what? In that day, we see we go to the new heaven and the new earth. Wow. Is that God's love? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Listen, when people deny the existence of heaven, they deny not only the written word of God, but they also deny the animal's longing of their own hearts. When people say heaven does not exist, they lost all hope. They lost all hope. I conclude with this. Life can be full of trouble, trials and problems. You may be sitting here tonight with so many problems. You might be watching us tonight with so many problems. You may be sitting here or, or, or even there where you are knowing that how you are doing, uh, 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 I'm sorry, not knowing where you're going to resolve some of the problems of your own life. But let me tell you, Jesus said, give it to me because I care for you. If that's you this morning, tonight, I encourage you to look to Jesus and tell him of your trials and hardships of life. Remember that he loves you more than anyone else. 
Now, let me tell you this, folks. Do we have a reason to smile? We do. We do have a reason to smile. When I understand that, I'm not, that God created me, I'm not the product of evolution. When I understand that Jesus died on that cross, was crucified for me, so I can be saved from my sin or forgiven. When I know that Jesus loves me instead of who I am. And just the fact of knowing that he's coming again. Oh, that's a good one. Smile because there is a place prepared for me. You know, it's not like I'm going to die and go to that grave and stay there. There is a future for God's people. That is a reason to smile. I mean, that's one of my, my reasons I have. You might have a thousand of them. But you know, that's the ones God the Lord put in my heart. There is a reason to smile. God is good. Just to think about it. You ever thought about when life hurt or life hurts and you just, the thought comes to your mind, God is good. That gives you a different thought in your mind. God is good. God, you are good. Monday evening, I was going, Lord, you are good. You, you, you are a caring God. You love me. Wow, Lord. I prayed earnestly. I just ask you and ask you. I pray, and, and you are good. That gives you a joy in your heart to say, wow, God cares and loves me. We can smile because our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We can smile because we have a home prepared for us in heaven. We can smile to life. Let's smile. Let's smile more. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much, Lord, that you created us, that you died for us, that you love us, that you're coming again. You have a place prepared for us, Lord. We can, Lord, use this title and come out with so many different reasons why we should smile. Lord, you give me those five, and I thank you for it. Lord, go with us as we depart from this place. What a blessing to be here tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.